0: good afternoon you're listening to k tahoe it's time for the bright side with alexis robin
1: monday afternoon monday evening driving home from work and we're here to bring you a little positive coaching uh, education so see that's what it is until while it's still light
0: at 5 15 it can be afternoon but right. soon it soon will soon be it will dark <laughs> 5
1: 15 and then it's evening I know. It's already getting dark so early. Like it is. Seven, I'm, it's I love fall, now. so I'm happy. I am too. I'm yeah. loving the season. I was standing at the school bus stop with Celeste this morning, and the sun was on, you know, hitting me, and the wind was blowing, and I was like, this is just great. Like, yeah. it just felt really good. So I'm loving the fall too. And all our leaves are starting to change just a little bit, so it's beautiful. Get outside, take a walk. It is ti- it's a good time for that in our town.
0: Mm -hmm. So um,
1: this, in fact, speaking of that, this weekend we went up with Heavenly for their echo day and we planted a thousand sugar pine trees um, under the gondola in the burn area. That burn area. Okay. I wasn't
0: sure what, I saw that on your Facebook and I wasn't sure which burn area you were talking about or who you would gone with.
1: Yes. So, um, so we went up there. It was fun. The kids went, they got to plant, we got to plant. It was really fun. Have they done planting up there before? Who, Heavenly or the kids? The Heavenly or anyone? I don't know if they have. I would assume that something's been done, but um, they, the gal was – it was really interesting. The gal was telling us that the sugar pine forest, the reason why they plant all kinds of different pine trees up there is because if a disease comes through a forest, it can, it wipes out a certain breed of trees, but it doesn't mm-hmm. kill the whole forest because mm-hmm. it's very diversified, which I found very interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so just a little interesting nature fact for you to Thank start you out the Bright much. Side today on Monday. It's our first Bright Side of October. and. Uh We are talking about communication, and so yesterday I'm sitting out on the back porch with Arno, and this is kind of what spawned this. It it almost always starts with Arno when I'm thinking about what we're going to talk about. Um, But we're sitting on the back porch and we're watching squirrels, and there are, I don't know if you've noticed, but all the little tiny baby squirrels are out, and they are cute. Um, So this one little baby squirrel we're watching, and he is running up the trees like hundreds of feet in the air, and then he's crawling all the way out to the very tip of the branch and trying. To, you know, bite the pine cones off so he can eat the seeds. And I look at Arno and I say, Wow, that guy's really going out on a limb, you know. And I'm kind of waiting for the bum 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 you know. He uh, didn't get it. And he's looking at me, he goes, Is that a saying or something? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ah, here we go again. Another another one of these cliches that, you know, that I think that everybody knows, but they don't. And so it reminded me of last year when we did the show and we talked about him telling Celeste she was going to lose her marbles in the store remember that and I said or we're going to lose our marbles and he kind of looked at us with that same look and I went aha here's another one of those yeah he didn't realize you had a pocket full of marbles I know or a a pocket full of cliches for that so um so the the point to all that is that um communicating can be a tough subject if you're not paying attention to um to the person you're talking to, and it's not always. You can't always assume that people understand you. And you know, being married to somebody who speaks another language as their first language, um, there's that we run into that a lot. So it's not surprising. But um the challenge is, for those of you who are married to people who speak the same language, yeah, um, yes. a lot of times we assume that our spouses, our work partners, our friends, our parents, whoever we're talking to, understand what we're saying. And so... In terms of the art of communicating, the first thing to check at any point in communication is to check for understanding and to check for it often. So whether you're talking to your boss or your client or a spouse, be sure that your message has been understood because if you um, – If you're not clear or if you think you were clear, but they picked up another message, uh, that sets the stage for some real confusion moving forward. So you can check for understanding by confirming details. You can ask, um, was I clear on that? Did that make sense, Jen? You know, and then Jen can say, yes, it did, or "Um, kind of, but can you explain this part again? Or is this what you were trying to say? Uh, You can ask people to repeat back to you. And this is especially important if the subject you're talking about is important to you. So, or it impacts a lot of people. So point one in the art of communication is to check for understanding often. Point point two here is to learn to listen. Now, um, that seems kind of, you know, oh, learn to listen. Of course, we all know how to listen. But listening louder is something that I've begun teaching people in my work. And I was at a, um, I was working with a company in Santa Cruz this last week and working with their um, their producers or sales team and their management team. And we talked about the importance of being fully engaged when you listen and how distracting it is when somebody is multitasking. And a lot of times, like if, if we're on the phone or something, maybe we're talking to someone, we might be checking an email or we might be reading a bill or whatever, um, you name it. There's a million things that we can get distracted by. But the thing is, is that when you're not listening to someone, it's very, it becomes very hard for them to articulate. So not only are you not paying attention to what they're saying, but they're picking up on it and having a hard time articulating what they want to say. So then the message becomes even more diluted. Yes. So, um, so where you might have been able to be totally connected and hear it the first time and get exactly what needed to be said, and then move on to the next task. Instead, you're sitting there wasting time, not getting the message, not understanding what's being said, and basically. Um, you know, kind of wasting time instead of gaining time by multitasking. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you that if you um, if you're on the phone with somebody, to resist getting on your computer <laughs> and checking your email. And you know, we all laugh like, of course I would never do that. Like, come on, we, we do. all do it, right? Everybody does it. Or something pops up, a phone or a text message, anything. Um, but try to resist that because you'll save more time by just focusing the first time on what the person's saying, mm-hmm. and they'll save more time because they'll be able to say it in a more succinct articulate way versus them having to kind of flub over their words because they pick up that you're not paying attention
0: one thing i this is a good habit that i have I'll, I'll pat myself on the back every now and then when i'm on the phone with someone the first thing i do is pick up a pen oh. and a piece of paper and you know as they, so you can take notes I just take you know some bullet point notes on things so I'm not because people will start and maybe it's especially in the line of work I'm in people tend to kind of call and it's like blah blah blah, blah. right <laughs> you know, here's all this information and we want you to recommunicate it to everybody right and um, so that's you know 50% of my calls are like that
1: and that's important if you're communicating on the air yes yeah, so you know, I, you know you don't I want to get it wrong will, you know
0: start taking some notes that way I have a basis to go back and ask them questions right and clarify or you know perhaps I'm not even the right person to be talking to
1: Right, and that happens. And so if you you get halfway through, sometimes learning to listen, um, when I'm talking about listening louder, I'm talking about listening between the lines, listening to what people say Mm -hmm. and what people don't say. Mm -hmm. These are all important things, listening with your eyes and your ears, so watching what people are saying, watching their body language. Um, but this is a good point that Jen brings up. Take notes. If you're not somebody who remembers things orally, um, you know, if you, if you hear things and they don't stick, like for me, if it's not an, a visual explanation and I hear it, I don't remember it. So I have to be able to paint the picture. But once I've got the picture painted in my mind, it's there for the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get rid of it. <laughs> so, um, so be careful what pictures you paint for me. Try as I might. <clears throat> But that's um, but that's a good point. So take notes, and uh, if you need to do that, and be able to go back and say, "Hey, did I understand everything you said? This is what I heard you saying," mm-hmm. and that'll really um, that gives people the feeling that wow, they were paying attention to me, and they want to get it right, and they value me, and that's an important thing in any relationship that you're in, mm-hmm. whether it be work or, or home or what have you. Um, same thing with kids. Sometimes you have to listen between the lines with kids. Because they tell you one thing, but really it has nothing to do with what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how to articulate what they're trying to say. You have to learn that
0: what they what they're asking versus what they really want.
1: Right, and so asking some clarifying questions is another good way to listen. So, um, so learn to listen a little bit louder than you have been. Now, point three here and listening. Uh, Excuse me, in communication, the art of communication is to learn your communication or behavioral style. Now, um, people differ in communication styles. Some people are very direct communicators, have no problem telling you exactly what they think. Other people are very passive communicators. Um, They won't say anything unless you ask them a very specific pointed question, and they feel it's a safe environment. Other people like all those parameters on it. Yeah. I mean other people are um, they just want to talk to you and be your friend and so, you know, they'll just talk about everything and anything. How how was your weekend? What you have for dinner last night? Oh, let me tell you about our vacation. Where are you going this year? You know, they're chatters. And so understanding what kind of communicator you are is really important because it's important to understand how others perceive you. Now, it's also once you understand your style and the other styles out there, it helps you to understand how to perceive them as well. So um, so you might meet somebody who's a real passive communicator, and you might be a real direct communicator, and that might bug you. You know, you might start thinking like, well, why is that person like that? Why don't they just tell me what they want? And, Mm -hmm. you know, getting all grouchy about it. Mm -hmm. But the reality is part of their strength is that passiveness, that diplomacy when they're talking to people, just as part of your strength is your passion and vigor and directness when you communicate. So we need all of those people to communicate um, together. So. So think about that in terms of how do I like to be communicated with? Um, you can do this through multiple different um, programs. They have like Myers-Briggs. They have DISC, which is something that I do. They have Emergenetics. um couple other ones. I mean, there's There's just, there's a lot out there, a lot of different ones. And so, you know, go online, Google up, how do I know my communication style and check it out. If you want to know more about um, ours, you can check on my website at nourishbusinesscoaching.com. There's a whole section on the disc. You can read all about it. But um, the key is to understand how you're communicating. The other thing is if you're in an office setting, a lot of times we try to guess how people like to be communicated to. Or we make the mistake of assuming that they want to be communicated to the same way that we want to be communicated to, which is a big faux pas. Um, some people, it drives them crazy when you pop in their office and they're in the middle of something. Other people, that's the only way they want to talk to you. So um, don't try to be the, invest- the you know, investigator or try to you know be the secret agent that finds out. Just go ask them, Jen, what's your favorite style of communication? Do you prefer phone, email, text, someone just popping in on you? What do you like?
0: Uh, I'm an email, I guess. I'm, I'm starting to turn into a texter, though, which is kind of funny.
1: I, you know, I've talked to a lot of business people lately that have been getting into texting. And so that's um, that's kind of the next phase, especially um, people who are very dominant direct communicators. They like that instant, instant gratification. Yeah. It's like, here's my message. It's short. You know, short and simple. There's no fluff to it, it's like just what you need to know. Yeah, because it's a pain to put too much fluff. Exactly. But
0: what's nice is that it's still kind of a document. That's why I like email too, because it's like, okay, here's what you asked for, here's you know I mean you can go back and look. There's not Even though sometimes I think in email things can get lost in the translation too, especially the emotional
1: right component
0: of it. So I'm always trying to be careful what I you know if I'm trying to be funny or right get a point across that it's not doesn't it coming across that I'm yelling at you in the email
1: smiley face yeah lots of capital smi- letters smiley face yeah. you're like wow this person is really passive aggressive They're like one minute play. she's yelling but, at me that's you know, it's just, just nice
0: because on the phone or you know verbally things often get lost somehow for not being on no bad not on purpose yeah no bad part on anybody's
1: right and that was you know that was another thing we were doing this weekend is Arno's following the uh, rugby match and for those of you who are new listeners Arno's my husband <laughs> so if, you, if you're wondering who's this guy she keeps talking about um, but he's following the rugby uh, tournament in Europe and I guess it's the world cup of rugby (laughs) and he's going okay it's on new zealand time and he's like talking me through all the time things and finally i just had to stop and say i'm so sorry but i don't i can't process it unless i can see it so you can ask me like 17 times but i'll never get the answer right you know because he was trying to work it out with me like okay what it'll be 21 hours before so that would make it this time and it was like i just can't do it without seeing it on paper. So yeah. um, so know that about yourself. And if you're a manager or something, know it about your people. Ask them. And you don't have to guess. Just go ask them. Even if you've been working with somebody for 20 years, yeah, go ask the question because you're going to make them a lot happier and they're going to feel more respected. So... Um, So last but not least, use assertive communication versus passive-aggressive communication. Instead of saying to somebody, you know, "You're you're such a mess, you leave the house a disaster all the time, say to them, hey, it really makes me feel like you don't respect me when you leave the house a mess. I'm sure it's not your intention, but I need you to know it's how it makes me feel. The difference between the first statement and the second statement is a you statement versus I statement. When you're talking about you, 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 people get defensive immediately. When you're talking about it makes me feel, I'm feeling you, then you're owning responsibility for what you're talking about and what's going on. You're Mm -hmm. not blaming anybody. You're just letting them know how their actions made you feel. And that is um, a much more assertive way to communicate than being aggressive and yelling at them or being passive and not saying anything until you can't stand it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then you blow up.
0: Well, that happens. <laughs> so that
1: happens. So, um so wrapping up today on our art of communication on the bright side, um, again, check for understanding often. Learn to listen. Understand your communication and behavioral style. And use assertive communication versus passive or aggressive communication to become a master at the art of communication. This is Alexis Robin. If you want to read more about this, you can check out the blog at nourishlifecoaching.com forward slash blog and click on the category of communication. So I hope you all have a wonderful week and are great communicators this week. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you next Monday at 515. We'll see you next Monday. You're listening to K-Tahoe.